My dad died. I miss my friends because of... I don't know how to tell my friends that. I want to help my friends. I don't know how. The pandemic has left me feeling very lonely. How can I best support students in my classroom? My uncle abused me. The morning meeting is meant to be a place to let you know that you are not alone. We can get through this together. So join us. Listen, learn, share your stories. This is the morning meeting. Hi, I'm Mandy Zucker, host of the morning meeting. Today's guest is Christina Jones, an award-winning advertising art director who created commercials and content for Disney, Walmart, and SeaWorld. Christina is now the CEO of Guardian Lane, a children's mental health platform that's bringing children's counseling on demand. We are going to talk about why she created this platform in 2020, which has become immensely successful with over 3,000 school partnerships across the country. Welcome, Christina Jones, to the morning meeting. I am so happy to have you here today. I'm excited to be here as well. So before we really get into this, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do? I am a tech entrepreneur, and I am actually uh, in children's mental health, focusing first on children's grief. Um, And the reason why I got into this is because I actually was a grieving child at the age of seven. I lost my father to cancer, didn't get the help that I needed. So throughout the years, I had to come up with my own coping mechanisms, my own ways to stay connected to my dad and actually decided to write a book when, oh goodness, it was, yeah, last year. Um, It was called My Forever Guardian. And the whole idea was to teach kids random ways throughout their day that they can recognize if they're, whoever they've lost is still present in their life, um, different ways that they can feel connected to the person and to know that the love never goes away. It just, it just transforms. So that from that book and the social network, you created Guardian Lane. Explain a little bit about what is Guardian Lane? So the whole, the whole idea for Guardian Lane is that help should no longer be tied to a physical location or a time commitment. So what we're doing is we're sourcing all of the amazing grief counselors and therapists across the country and asking them to create five to seven minute pieces of content that can walk a child and a young adult through an emotion that they're feeling in their grief journey. And so each activity that's submitted is based off of an emotion and each activity leads the the child or young adults through something that's going to get it get the grief out because, you know, as studies are showing when grief stays in, that's toxic stress and that toxic stress can lead to other, you know, health issues down the road if you, if you don't get it out. And so that's the whole thesis of Guardian Lane is to bring it on demand, but to give children and young adults access to activities that can help them release what they're feeling. So they can go on to Guardian Lane download, let's say like a five to seven minute clip, uh, an emotion with an activity with it. And then they can do that activity whenever they want. Exactly. Well, they don't have to download it. It's just available right there. And then the cool thing about Guardian Lane in this whole idea of this social healing network is underneath every counselor's video, they can see the community of kids and young adults who are on the platform who have submitted a video. So after you've seen the video, you've done the activity, you can actually upload your finished project. And so the whole idea is that people can see 
that they're not alone in what they're feeling. They're not alone in their experience, that there is a worldwide community of kids and young adults that, that are grieving as well. Um, so helping, helping them feel less, less alone. Beautiful. And it's also, I mean, it sounds like such a great way for parents. I think a lot of times when parents send their kids to like an in-person place, one of the, mm-hmm. the challenges I think that they have is that their kids go to like a separate area and they don't necessarily know what's going on, which is not always a bad thing because sometimes yeah. kids be able to express themselves without worrying that their parents are listening and hearing. But this is something where they can do this together as a family. The, the parent can talk to their kids about their drawings or activities. Yeah. And once the feedback that we're getting is it's helping parents start that, those hard to have conversations, you know, if they don't have the words, they allow these activities to start that conversation, which is extremely beautiful. Um, and it's also helping kids, you know, gather the words to express themselves, um, And because a lot of kids, when you ask parents, you know, how, how is your child grieving? How are they feeling? You know, I did a study of over 500 families through Facebook groups and over 70% of the the parents or caregivers had no idea how the child was doing. It's because that child was holding it in. They didn't know how to express it. And then also, you know, studies show that children don't express it because they don't want to upset their caregiver. They don't want to make them feel sad. So I, I love that we are, are arming really our, our youth with tools to be able to communicate. And how old are the participants on your platform? Do they go up to young adults? Is this something that college students would use or is this for younger children? Right now it is for younger students. You know, you know, the, you can see the theme of the book. I think the characters are in the third grade, not I think they are in the third grade. And then the gap in the market that I saw for, for online services for children was like the five to preteen. Um, we did approach schools and we have, you know, over a hundred schools currently using the site. And then um, we have a pipeline of 1300 schools that we still have to reach. I've seen a lot of high schools Mm-hmm. Uh, onboarding students just because of the whole video and video sharing aspects it's it's really attractive for for older students here we are on my podcast which is really geared towards college students I always say that unsupported grief in childhood leads to some pretty unhealthy coping as you get older which is why it's so important everyone for young kids to get support because we don't have to wait until we see some kind of maladaptive coping um, before we get support. Uh, We can avoid so much of that if they get help when they're kids. I'm wondering a little bit about your own stories that your dad died when you were a kid. Was there support available to you? And how did that sort of manifest in the way that you were able to cope? It's all so vivid. It's like it was yesterday. My school gave us a Christmas tree, no counseling. I don't even know if my school had a counselor. Your dad died? Why? It was around Christmas time, yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't introduce me to any other students who may have had a loss, which made me feel extremely alone. Like, am I the only child who has lost their parent? <laughs> Why me? See what else? And then my mom signed me up for counseling once. And the only two things I remember is it was a dark night going to her office. And then I remember the smell of burnt popcorn when we entered. So every time I smell burnt popcorn, I get sent right back to seven-year-old Christina. (laughs) So yeah, no, I didn't get the help that I needed. Luckily, I had some very spiritual aunts 
who kind of reminded me that he's he's still with me you know you can feel his presence so that definitely helped um and I actually thank them at the back of the book for for helping me on on my spiritual journey with my father um and that transition of our relationship let's see but how did it oh how did it transpire so it's interesting looking now that I'm an adult and I can you know kind of look back over the years I did dump my grief into the arts I was a a musical theater junkie I did a lot of musical theater here in LA and was almost to the point of doing like major movies like right before college in fact I had I was up for a role in a musical with like, oh gosh, Morgan Freeman, a big name. And it was like, okay, if I get this, do I put school to the side or do I go semester later? I was pretty deep into that world out here. And and looking back, that's where all my grief went. Because I had the ability to play another character and step out of my head for a moment the way I coped was through dance through music so I do understand now with Guardian Lane the power of getting it out through you know on on the site we have music we have movement and I know we'll talk about that some of the techniques Mm -hmm. you know your listen your listeners can even use in their daily life negative effects that I know it had was in my relationship with men when I got to college I was very boy crazy And I struggled when the relationships would end. And I never put two and two together until I actually had an argument with my husband. Years later, it was over something crazy. Like, were we going to pay our nanny when we go on vacation? Like something so ridiculous. But I mean, words were exchanged that were not nice. And I remember I tend to shut down in arguments because I don't like to upset people. And that comes from my grief too, of not being able to say goodbye to my father. I never wanted my last words to be evil or mean. So I tend to shut down fast. And so I remember being upstairs and I heard my husband leave. I heard the door like slam and I broke down. And I said, that was the first moment where I said, oh my gosh, I don't want men to leave me because of my father. And then it was like, oh, that's why I struggled with all of my, the ends of my relationships with, with guys. So funny how it comes out manifests in, in interesting ways in life. So what did you do at that point? So now you're married already. So it's not like you're you know, 12 years old, once you realized it and became more aware of the fact, you know, this loss as a child is impacting the relationships that I have, maybe in a negative way. Did you think like, maybe I should get some therapy or figure out how to make sure that, you know, to know for yourself that my husband's not leaving me. But I I had an open conversation with my husband. And I said, Hey, I may react in certain ways that you're like, this girl's crazy this is why. And he clearly got it. And I think I was, you know, sobbing, you know, broke down as I was telling him this, but it was good for me to have that honest conversation. So if it ever does come up again, he, he knows maybe, maybe I don't push it too far because I know it's going to trigger, you know, something in Christina. So and also it probably allows you to become more aware every time it happens because right. I have to assume I have never met your husband, but I assume he's, you know, very, very close to perfect, but not. And you might (laughs) 
you might get angry with him again another time and he might need a few minutes. You know, it's interesting too, that that has kind of, that's constantly in my head. This is not healthy. And I, 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 I need to work on this is my daughter is about to be sick. And my husband this year turns the age that my dad was. And so that close age range, I'm constantly thinking, oh my goodness. Oh my, I mean, he is healthy. You know, I hope nothing happens to him, but it's constantly in my head. Like he's turning the age that my dad was when, when he passed away. And my daughter is pretty much the same age that I was. So it's, it's a weird moment that I'm kind of mentally going through too. Very similar to that, like anniversary effect that people experience when someone dies, like on the anniversary of their death or the few weeks or months leading up to that anniversary, they're sort of reliving all of those moments. And I can imagine that you're sort of doing that with your watching your daughter and your husband, like live a perfectly normal life. And then not. And I always, I always go back to my mom too. You know, my mom grieved silently and now as an adult and as a wife and as my, you know, husband's turning this age this year, I'm thinking about all the things my mom had to go through as a wife, losing her husband and how strong she was for me. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And I think it's, it's strengthened our relationship silently. I, I haven't brought it really up, but I think with the work that I'm doing now, she sees that, you know, it clearly had an effect on me that I am turning into a positive. And through this work and talking about it all the time, it, it's, it's definitely strengthened our relationship. I'm sure it's brought some <laughs> you know, empathy that maybe as a seven-year-old you weren't able to have for your mom. So I was wondering, maybe you could give us a little taste of Guardian Lane. Um, You know, a lot of what people can learn on your site are some techniques to cope with all of these very intense feelings. So I thought maybe you can give us a little taste of something like, do you have an example of something that maybe somebody would learn on that site? Um, that could be helpful, maybe even for older. So one that was just submitted um, by a therapist, she, I found her on Instagram, which I, I love Instagram, because I can see how they are on camera, and see if it will translate well for for younger children. But she did tapping, you know, EFT. And so I had a conversation with her, if she thought it would be a great Um, resource for children, young adults to have when they're feeling a grief emotion. And she came to me and said, yes, it usually works well when anxiety hit. And so I I asked, you know, would you want to to join Guardian Lane? And would you be willing to to create a video specifically for kids and young adults on, on this technique? And she said she would love to. And she submitted this video that walks, that walks you through, you know, the points, how to start. I hope I'm doing it right. (laughs) If I'm not, I need to go watch it again. But there was something great that she did. And I think this is so important for students is she said, I'm going to teach you a way to do it. So nobody knows you're doing it. And I was like, oh, this is so good. As we're going back to school. You know, if this is a technique that really works to calm your nerves and anxiety, how can you do it so no one knows you're doing it? And so she said, you know, all you have to do is apply pressure in those same points. And, and she goes like this, where 
You could be in your class, you know, nobody knows. For those of you that are listening to this, on oh. the- <laughs> I just want to say, go watch the YouTube video. There is a YouTube channel. So go watch the video because you could see Christina actually like very slyly touching these pressure points on her face, which is supposed to reduce the anxiety. How, how do I say this? They are moves that you would usually like they're positions that you would yeah they're positions there we go yeah if you're sitting at a desk these are positions that you would naturally have your hand in Mm -hmm. um you just are applying more pressure so I thought it was a great video that was submitted so I'm excited for for the children there is a therapist out of Canada who submitted videos two videos on how to create stress balls with things that you have around the house. So, you know, using a, a balloon and with kids slime, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuffing the slime in the balloon and, and creating a stress ball. I thought that was great. Another one that was uh, submitted by um, a woman named Paige was how to write a song so that you can play a song in your head, a short song when you're feeling sad to to help you get through your emotion. And she walks you through, I think it's like three prompts. And at the end, she shows you how to turn those answers into a song that you can quickly, you know, sing to yourself in your head when you're feeling sad. So are you Mm -hmm. always looking for you know, grief counselors to join the site. And obviously, I assume you're always looking for schools or even individuals um, to utilize the services. Yeah, so it's it's te- technically a, a double mar- double-sided marketplace. So we're constantly sourcing counselors and therapists who have, you know, unique techniques that they can submit for for children, families, and schools to have on demand. So it's a great way for them to get visibility. Uh, We will be going into a revenue share where any revenue the company makes is actually shared with the community of therapists and counselors. Um, So, you know, incentivizing them to to create content for for everyone. So rewarding them for it. And then, yeah, families with with young and with young children, young adults, and then also schools. We have a lot of school counselors using Guardian Lane for when they they are with a, a grieving student and, and need activities. Do the parents, do the families, should I say, and school districts, they pay a like a membership fee or is it just per video that they want to watch? How does that work? Yeah, so right now it's free. The videos are free. If you wanted to book any of these counselors or therapists, there is a fee for that. And we have the ability for you to do one-on-one sessions right now. But as we gather more content, we will be switching to a subscription model. I hope people go check it out because there's a ton of great resources on there. Definitely. Um, If they have questions, either because they're a school or it's a family member listening, thinking about one of their children or you know, as some, a professional in the field that would like to submit some content, how do they reach out to you? So they can go to guardianlane.com and in the upper right, they say, sign, they click sign up and it asks, are you a parent signing up a child, a grief counselor wanting to submit content or are you a school wanting to sign up students? Anything else that you felt like people should know before we end? Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, we're really on a mission to make sure that help is available at any moment that a grieving child, a grieving young adult needs it. And 
if you know the your listeners feel like they need something like this too I would love for them to give us feedback um, and we would love to you know put that in our pipeline of something that we can we can build for them or, or give them access to yeah check it out and let us know what you guys think thank you so much to Christina for coming on the show today thank you so much to Christina for coming on the show today Join us next week when I speak with Sanat Mohapatra. He's a recent Dartmouth University graduate and the founder and CEO of Unmasked. It's a supportive, anonymous community dedicated to the mental health of college students. I'm excited for you to learn about Unmasked and how you can get involved and really the revolution that he's creating in the mental health of college students. So join us then. That's all for today. Good morning to all of you.